Hello, welcome to episode 43 of the Wasting Time podcast. I'm Chris, I'm here with Nick. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, good man, good man. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Speaking to you at the start of a three-day weekend, which is always something that's very welcome. Yeah, I've um, got, got, I've only got three-day week next week as well, which will be nice, so... Oh, lovely. So I've got Monday off and then the Friday off for, yeah. for, the, for the wife's uh, birthday, so... Yeah... Yeah. Oh, lovely stuff, lovely stuff. What, what are you doing this weekend? What have you been up to? Yeah, just chilling out. I might try and pick up my good acoustic guitar this weekend and play some songs. So, Oh, nice. Any requests? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, some of our listeners might have seen this, but you've done, you, you've put up a couple of uh, clips of you playing on our social media. Um, I mean, you did that Eve 6 one, which I think you did a good job of. So, Thanks, just, mate. I reckon um, a song from one of our previous guests. A- previous any of the ten years? Okay. Yeah, or or, or upcoming. Um, okay. Anything that tempts you? Is there anything you've been trying out? Uh, I suppose Frank Carter's got uh, not Frank Carter. Frank Turner. Has... <laughs> I was going to say I didn't know we we'd booked him. No, we, we haven't done Frank Carter yet. Uh, Frank Turner's I suppose got probably quite a lot of stuff I could have a stab at with it with an acoustic yeah. guitar. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll have a think. I'll see what's uh, see what's in the is back it, catalog. It's just is it just um, who works best for what range you can sing in? Basically, well, this is the problem these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't um, have quite the range I used yeah. to. I I mean, you did you did nail that Eve Six one, and I'm not just saying that to to suck up to you here, but because um, I think you've got a similar tone to Max Collins. Yeah, and 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 he. He retweeted it a couple of times, I think. So he he obviously thought it was okay. It's very, That's a bit of a compliment. That's yeah. very kind of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything you've anything you've seen from a from a live streaming? Seems a lot of uh, I guess artists at the moment are doing. That's what they're doing at the moment, doing like live gigs and uh, virtual virtual kind of, of gigs and yeah. stuff. Have you seen anything? Yeah, yeah. I've watched a couple recently. I was I was dipping in and out of Pierre from Simple Plans one this week. Um, yeah, that was all right. And I, I, I watched um, the Madden Brothers did one a few weeks ago, so I watched the playback of that. Yeah, I still need to watch that. Yeah, no, I'd recommend it. It's um, they play lots of deep cuts, as they say these days, and um, tell lots of cool stories, like from from their early days that I think you'd find interesting. Nice. But um, yeah, I think that's it for me. What about you? Um, I haven't really seen anything as yet, but um, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, have you heard of punk rock bowling? It's like I think it's yeah, a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, where is it? Where is that usually? I should know this really. I see they're um, do, they're, they're, that was scheduled this weekend, but actually, what they're doing, they've actually got a decent lineup of of just artists that were due to play the festival that are gonna. I I feel do. like t- today's guests was were. They're, yeah, they're there today. So decent criminal are, are playing today. Um, Bouncing Souls are on today. Who else of interest? You've got um, tomorrow. You've got um, the Agrilites. You've got Anti Flag tomorrow. Lovely. It's in Vegas, by the way. I I, okay. I did know that, but I I wasn't brave enough to to go there without checking. So yeah, might I'll yeah probably dip into some of that. I don't know if it's a paid paid for event or if it's a free stream. So I noticed that quite a few artists are doing. Um, like you have to buy a ticket. What's the um, stage? Is it stage it the the site? Yeah, lots of people using stage it. I've seen. But yeah, given it's a long weekend, there's some opportunity to 
see what what that um, punk rock bowling stuff's like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, good shout. The bouncing souls that world on fire tracks pretty pretty cool, right? You sent me forgot. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, it just came out yesterday. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, bouncing souls. I, I'd never say I love them, but you know, I am a fan. They've got so many good songs. You know, I can't if I if I listen to them in in, in like one stint, it gets a bit old for me. But quick bursts of them, and they're great fun. And I think that's that's just a really good pop song. That one they released yesterday. Mm. Here's here's a random one that we we don't really discuss on this. But what about podcasts? What podcasts you been listening to recently? Because <laughs> I can't I kind of have like my uh, your go tos, my go tos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been pre- pretty bad to be honest with you. I did listen to um, I quite like Desert Island Discs. Um, the Radio Six do Lauren Laverne does them, and I listened to the Ian Wright one the other day. Oh have yeah, you, have you, you listened to it? <laughs> yeah, well, he just cries yeah, it was all funny. the way through. <laughs> it's funny you said that because I was just going to say the last time I listened to Desert Island Discs was the Ian Wright one, right. and <laughs> which I really enjoyed, even though he's telling the stories I've heard a million times. And I was like listening on my headphones at Parisian and I were travelling back from somewhere, and I was like, it was two minutes in, and I turned to her and I was like, he's crying already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he, cry, he cries about four or five times during during that, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, but he um, <laughs> my go tos are um, Athletical Mints. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's um, but it's Bob Mortimer podcast, loosely right. loosely football based, but I would just I would say kind of more comedy than, than football. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about this before, but the PFP Crouch podcast as well. <laughs> um, what else are us new? I quite like the um, James A. Caster one he does. Um, what with Ed Gamble, the yeah, off the menu. Off the did, menu. Did you, yeah. did you listen to the one with Sam Carter, Architects? No, no. Oh, I do. Mate, listen to that. That's really good. Is he it? talks a lot about. He talks a lot about because obviously Architects managed by MDDN and they've got lots of links with our world. And he talks yeah. about Travis Barker loads and stuff. It's oh, nice. Really, it was really good. Listen, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess podcasts like it, like that, you kind of you you kind of handpick, handpick, don't you? Rather than go through them. Exactly. I mean, like, I guess yeah. you could say the same for us as well. You know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we no, I'm ha- sure. Might have our regular listeners, but I, I guess it's more emotive around around kind of who who, who, who yeah. we're talking to, right? Yeah. Well, I hope hopefully we've got some regular listeners, like maybe what three of them or something, who <laughs> <Your, your> <laughs> we appreciate very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I but see, yeah, um, no. Cyrus is on with um, the, the Mike. Mike Carrera podcast. I, I've been meaning to listen to that. I don't know if it's been recorded yeah. yet, or is it is it up now? Is it? Yeah, it's up. It's up. I haven't listened yet. Uh, he's been on a few times actually because they because they played in Goldfinger together. Obviously, with, yeah, yeah. which we which we've seen before. Yeah, we saw Cyrus there, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably go and check that check that one out. What about you? Yeah. Anything, anything um, else? Yeah, I mean, so, so, some of the same ones as you, so like off the menu, like, but I pick that. So I listened to the Susie from Curb one and the, the Sam Architects, then Peter Crouch, uh, Danny Baker, um, and then them ones like that are more, oh, Jeff Lloyd as well, Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. They're, they're kind of my non music ones. And then. I listen to Growing Up Punk, um, who who always um, we interact with on social media quite a lot. And there's a, there's a new podcast called Generation GC, which is this girl who's like an uber good Charlotte fan, and she's uh, like do, does an episode around a song. Um, right. 
each show, and it's it's really cool. It's really cool, and she had, she's got had some good guests on and stuff. Um, nice so I've been enjoying that. Um, cool. Yeah, that's that's probably it. And then dipping into things like Mike Carrera, etc., etc. Yeah. Here's here's one for your diary. Um, Go on. Next, I think it's next Friday. The Dropkick Murphys announced a live stream from Fenway Park with Bruce Springsteen. Yes, I heard something <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's that would be. Uh, that's got to be worth a look, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> Six p.m. Boston time. So, what's what's the? Our I think time? I think about, that'll be about eleven o'clock our time. Okay, that's doable. Yeah, on the Friday. I'm sure, as it'll well. be available yeah. to uh, come back to anyway. Yeah, man. Nice one. Anything else to cover before we get into the, to our guest? No, no. I think given it was a slow news week, we've we've managed to drag that out quite a lot as it is. So we could probably get into today's guest. Cool. Well, um, yeah, as we talk about this guest, um, we were due, again due to see them um, at Manchester Punk Festival at the end of last month, um, but um, have had to settle with uh, a remote uh, version of that. Um, so here is Decent Criminal. All right. Today we are joined by the brothers Hunter and Tristan Martinez from the band Decent Criminal. How's it going, guys? Hey, good well good good man hope all is well out there yeah it's it's going okay under the circumstances i'd say how how's how are you finding lockdown life uh we're doing pretty good we're um we're with family right now so it's it's, it's nice not like you know not too much solitary confinement you got company so you guys you guys are in the bay area of, of california right yeah yeah we're just north of san francisco so what what's what's the kind of advice from kind of local, uh, I guess state governments around kind of you know what you should be doing right now over there? Stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> Stay at home, but then they're also opening some businesses and uh, parks, and it's a little it's a little strange, honestly. I mean, it, everyone should just be at home during mm-hmm. all this shit, but it's like they're not going to contain anyone and there's uh, there's been people protesting this for a, for weeks anyway. Yeah. There has, there has been like threats of like martial law in California though, which has been weird to experience. Well, there's a lot of parts of the country that are just opening up regardless of what anyone says and uh Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is, is there any kind of a plan at this point in 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 your area for like loosening the lockdown or um, well, they just stage, kind of yeah. loosened up, um, like restaurant restrictions as far as like pick up food. So they say yeah. that, like 70% of the economy is like back to work, whatever. Um, but yeah, essentially, I mean, you can't like sit at a restaurant or anything like that, but the plan is, you yeah, know, of course, just like four phases or whatever and things slowly open up. But I think until there's a vaccine, we're going to be doing a lot of this. Yeah. Not, inje- pretty, not injecting bleach tough. then. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was an impressive moment, wasn't it? Fuck me. That that was yeah. I I didn't think it could get any worse than that, but uh, there you go. <laughs> it is like a comedy sitcom. Watching some of the stuff coming out coming out of uh, the White House, like let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. it's a lot of fuel for comedians for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So um, obviously we were we were supposed to see you guys um, in Manchester last month. Obviously that ah, yeah. uh, Manchester Punk Fest. So I guess uh, I guess what how's kind of this all affected your plans for the year? I mean, you were obviously due over here for Punk Fest. Do you have much else lined up that you've had to 
Yeah, we we yeah. had about three months of touring um, in a row coming up. Like we were gonna do the run over there with with Ariel Salad, um, kind of based around yeah. the Manchester Punk Festival. And when we came back, we were supposed to um, tour off to Pooza Fest with Red City Radio and, and this band mm-hmm. called Dead Bars. And uh, so obviously that fell through. And then Punk Rock Bowling. Um, and then we were supposed <laughs> to head back to Europe and tour around Shock Festival. And then uh, actually we we're going to end it in, in London at uh, Wonk Fest. So oh, Wonk Fest, we, okay. we're, yeah. we're missing all these festivals. And uh, we it was funny. Because Tristan and I both moved out of our places in Los Angeles to go on these tours, so like we weren't uh, okay. living anywhere, building up to to, the, to all this time, and uh, um, when everything got canceled, it was like shit. We don't have anywhere to live, <laughs> so we yeah. it actually forced us to come back from Los Angeles up to the Bay Area again and, and stay with family for the time being because uh, okay. all of our touring plans fell through and and yeah. uh, we had nowhere to go. We were basically preparing to like sleep on friends' couches for a minute until we left for tour, and then in between tours, sleep on friends' couches. Sure. But uh, yeah, then COVID nineteen took a big old shit all over it. <laughs> so, but, you know. so, so what? So, have you got any kind of plans to pick everything back up again, as it were, or you, you just got to kind of wait? I think it'll go even even more extreme. I mean, one thing you got to take out of this is like you know, live your life how you want and go go hard for something you love doing. So. When we're yeah. done with this shit, we're gonna, you know, we'll probably have another record on on the way, you know, right. by the end of this. But um, you know, yeah. we're ready to tour, tour our asses off. Yeah, I think there, I know there's already plans for rescheduling all the stuff we're supposed to do this year for next year. But I mean, even right now, it's like we we can't even see shows really going on for mm, who knows sure. how long. So it's like we want to, as long as we like, we want to be hopeful about it. We want to like you know, look forward to that. But, um, I think everyone that we were supposed to tour with, like we've already talked to the guys from Ariel salad. We talked to the dudes from red city and dead bars. And like these packages and these tours will happen at some point. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, a matter yeah. of like when, when we're good to go on tour again. So like these tours are going to happen regardless of the festivals we were supposed to play or not. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of like when we can play shows again. Cool. Good to hear. Yeah. It's funny, what, what isn't was it? Uh, what, what's the Manchester Punk Fest like? You guys have been before? No, no but but I think, I mean, from what, I, what we saw on like kind of some of their socials where, when they kind of called off the cancellation, um, I, I, get, I guess because they're quite a DIY festival that they kind of said that, that they're, they're really going to be hit quite hard and struggle kind of keep potentially keeping it going and kind of rescheduling it so i don't know if that's changed at all but um yeah it might be quite hit quite hard yeah definitely it's frustrating for us as well because we've talked for a couple of years about you know taking the show to the manchester punk festival and getting an airbnb and and just being there for the whole thing and you know talking to as many bands as we could and we finally got to get together this year and then obviously obviously that happened but yeah no neither of us had previously been to it which is doubly frustrating yeah. really yeah yeah, we, yeah. We, we had a lot of a lot of good friends playing this year too so it would have been fun to be there and we were so stoked that discharge was playing so like uh right. we all kind of tripped out we have a lot of a lot of friends from here our hometown they were like what the fuck you guys are playing with discharge you know yeah so we really, we really wanted to do that it's like one of those bands i was into like 15 16 years old you know and you're like fuck can't believe that it's good 
I guess one thing that, uh, you know, obviously the the live music world has kind of grinded to a halt, but like you say, it's, I guess it's an opportunity for a lot of a lot of artists to come together and um, write and record and produce kind of new music, I guess. So that's something you guys have been, been doing then, you say? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been doing it already before, um, before the lockdowns happened. Um, we had already been recording like demos and, um, you know, probably had at least like half of a new record written, but um, we just, we'll, we'll probably end up making a bit of a jump because if you, you know, we don't really stop writing songs. So it's, you know, what we would have put out maybe in January or February of next year might be something completely different by the time we could actually put something out and tour again, you know? So we actually might, you know, release some songs that we already, already have recorded, but we'll see how that goes. Okay, cool. Cool. So I guess um, let's maybe just go back to the start a little bit in terms of like where Decent Criminal kind of came to fruition. Uh, you guys have been kind of gone through a few different lineups from kind of origi- you know original ten year ago Decent Criminal, right? How did how did it all c- come together? Take us take us back a little bit. Um, it's it started from um, kind of a, a breakup of of other bands. Um, Tristan was in a band, a hardcore punk band called Violation, and he started filling in on my like on, originally. So this band is is a totally different band. I just kept the same name, Decent Criminal. Yeah, and um, we kind of we started over, and uh, Tristan switched over from playing bass to playing guitar and being the full time like songwriter and everything. And we just started fresh. So well, and if you want to take it back. Let's just say, like, so Hunter was in like high school and started this band called Decent Criminal with his friends. You know, he was like sixteen or whatever. And then, um, and then, yeah, like four years, I don't know, a couple of years down the road, I joined in on bass because they needed a bass player. And my, yeah. you know, I was kind of tired of playing like hardcore or whatever, and I wanted to write more melodic songs. And so uh, Hunter's band kind of gave me an opportunity to do that. Got it. And then, as that form fell apart we found two new members to join and then we completely got rid of all the old songs except for one song the song vacant which is on our first record yeah and then um yeah we started started up from there i think it's like 2015 yeah and i switched i was playing guitar in that band originally so i switched from guitar to play to play drums and tristan and i yeah he wrote all the the first album and uh, yeah and i switched from bass to guitar and made vocals so were you saying you started this band when you were like the the original obviously version of this band when you were like sixteen? So that, I was sixteen, so you, yeah. Okay, so you guys like born in the nineties then? If I'm if yeah. my maths is right there, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm twenty eight right now. I was I was born in eighty nine, so okay. technically the eighties, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just curious, like, what your timeline is, and like, so what, what, what was the first music you got in and the bands that kind of took you down the direction of the music you ended up playing, like what were the gateway bands and then like the bands you were super into and might still be into? Um, I think, I mean, from the get go, just all, all the bands we grew up on in the nineties, you know, um, always heavily influenced by, you know, bands like Nirvana, um, you know, Green Day, Sublime, um, all right, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Um, you know, went on a massive Oasis kick for a few years. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you know, like we, uh, we were all very, we listened to a lot of like seventies rock and roll glam type shit. 
too, like like Slade and T Rex and yeah. Mott the Hoople. We also bid on that on that ride of like the it's kind of lo fi um, surf stuff like Waves and Together Pangea and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean that kind of hear that kind of stuff in 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 your music now. I'd say for sure. So. I was just going to say, did you both like grow up in the obviously where your family are now? The Bay, is this all happening in the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah, okay. um, yeah. The town we grew up in is uh, Santa Rosa, and Santa Rosa for the most part was pretty was pretty grungy as far as music went. Like everyone was just playing hard as fuck and fast, and you know. So when we, when we made the change of playing more like surf melodic, kind of embracing that type of music that we loved also you know it was a it was a pretty big change and i think you know it was yeah. kind of it was kind of weird for us to do i think but as far as like the town goes because everyone was playing so hard and like there's like a lot of crust bands here and stuff like that so you know so it's, so when did you guys kind of when did the new look i guess decent criminals start to kind of really gain kind of some traction and kind of become Something that turned into like a touring, touring kind of thing where you were really kind of pushing, pushing. Um, we started doing that like right away. In 2015, away. we we did a um, we did a split with our friends, the Screaming Mimi's, and mm-hmm. we went on tour like right after we released that, and we just been touring and writing ever since. Like we got back from that tour, then put out the first album, recorded it, and everything. Yeah, I think things picked up more after we put out our second album, uh, Bloom. Is that when, at which point did um, Dodgeball Records get involved with you guys? Yeah, that's when Dodgeball came into play. And um, we put out this record and we had like this publicity deal that happened. Like our record got switched up with Kendrick Lamar's record. So we're on like, yeah, yeah. like half of our Bloom record is on Kendrick Lamar's physical albums. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of got like two big spikes as far as that, that record like first when it came out and like songs like deviant and neurotic and cold mm-hmm. like a lot of people were really into those songs and started noticing that at our shows and then like we'd be on tour and then that kendrick lamar thing happened so like we got like another spike of, of people you know in, in, interested in us like interviewing us and um, well, so what was sorry what was the what was the kendrick lamar mix up then was it just like oh uh, so so our records or? got pressed at the same plant and um <laughs> some, some divine force our uh, um, half of bloom ended up on um, like a b-side or d-side of how like, many are we talking uh there had oh. to have been thousands and thousands of press man <laughs> it was only it, but it was it was distributed through um god i wish i remember the name of it but it was strictly uk based yeah I thought right, it was universal. Okay. so um yeah, and I, I had friends like looking for it and everything too. But it, it happened on 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 Twitter. Some uh, a fan reached out to us and was like, "Hey, my boyfriend bought this record, <laughs> and you guys are on this side. This is you." And I and I didn't get it at first. And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And yeah. <laughs> played a video of her putting the needle on the record, and it said Kendrick Lamar on it, and it was yeah. neurotic. Started off down, 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 down. What the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, how, so, so how. How does that get fixed then? Like, what do what do Kendrick Lamar's like people do? About, well, do well like that? Dodgeball hit him up, and they just never responded. I mean, it would cost right. me, it would cost a lot of money for us to even try to fight that. But like, 
You they, know, like we, we got a shout out and like Vice and like yeah, whatever. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I mean, one of our thoughts too is like, oh shit, we're gonna make some fucking money. You know, like like yeah. sitting at work, like whoa. <laughs> You know, yeah. Although our, Kendrick Lamar is not your not really your target audience, I guess. Like you no, know, no. The, the listeners are Kendrick. <laughs> but I mean, someone you know, someone someone that identified it knew Kendrick Lamar's music, had the record, and knew our music. So that's kind of wild. Yeah, like I could yeah. imagine some crossover there. To be fair, like <laughs> all jokes aside, <laughs> I think people like everything these days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How how did you um how did Chris from, from Dodgeball discover you guys? Were you, did you know him at all? And were you show off fans previously or, or did or, uh, what's or funny is that we were, we were show off fans. growing up. Um, <laughs> Hunter and I uh, had that, had that record that they did on like Madonna's label, whatever, yeah. like 99 yeah, yeah. or something when we were kids. So I was like 10, but uh, I remember like falling star, that song, I was like oh, all yeah. about it. And we were all about pop punk back then. And like, yeah, we we've had Chris on our show before, and 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 this was this is going back a while now. But I I remember because he was this was after Dodgeball, you know, was wasn't active anymore. But like we were asking about artists, and like I think I if I remember correctly, Nick, I remember him saying, I just I just don't understand why Decent Criminal aren't bigger than they are. So I'm not a fan <laughs> of you guys. He, he's always he's been very supportive of us, and he was always, he's always pushing us. And uh, yeah, it's a shame he he didn't keep stuff going, but. You know, I understand. It's pretty. It's a, it's a hard business, man. It's hard. It's hard sure. to do it. Uh, but I mean, things. You know, things take time. I mean, we're just we're we're, we're getting into better things all the time, and um, I think you know it takes time as a new band. Yeah. I don't really remember how he got in contact with us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but um, I think maybe it had something to do with Mike Flemley because we did because he was a part of that as well from Smoking Popes, and he. Okay. Uh, we we did a thing for uh, live at the rock room this this video thing that he was doing and he was filming bands coming through Chicago and um, we got to do that and then I think he just mentioned to Chris like you got to check out this band and we sent him the record and they were both pretty blown away by the record so um, that was I think that's what happened if, I'm, if I remember correctly yeah we were just in the middle of recording Bloom and we we're just right. you know we weren't really planning on having anybody put it out or whatever and then you know just send it around and that's what happened okay but um and around this time like what what were some of the the tours you were getting on were they were they kind of like was it kind of like a step up that you were noticing or was it that kind of... from that tour um that tour we were on tour with the dwarves and the queers all right um, nice we were doing like midwest and east coast with them and then we toured back by ourselves yeah um, and that, that's that's a bit of a side note there as well as um, Hunter started playing drums for the Dwarves. Uh, oh, what was around. that experience like? <laughs> that was cool, man. I lo- I love those guys. They're they're yeah. all like you know really really. I learned a lot from them, and um, they're very supportive of us too. They really love the band too, you know, and oh, cool. wanted to take us on tour. And even though we're pretty different style bands, um, yeah. You know, they they all really liked us, and and uh, it, was, it was a cool opportunity. You know, and yeah. made made some really good connections, met a lot of good people on that. And you know, we're all still connected. I just I, I wanted to do this full time, so I couldn't be playing in other bands. You know, when you guys aren't on tour, are you kind of working jobs when you when you're in LA, or or is you on tour that much that you it's it's basically your full time job? Uh, no, it's it's totally. Uh... 
you know, months between tours and then right. get a, having a job, quitting a job, leaving a place to live, qu- finding a new job, quitting that job to go on tour, hoping they take you back, something yeah. like, you know what I mean? We're, we're trying yeah. to get to the point where we're, we're continuously on the road or, you know, a week here, a week off kind of thing, Yeah, you know? Um, that's, that's definitely the goal. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess there's probably when when all this shit blows over, I guess there's going to be a real appetite again for 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 live music, isn't there? So, you know, if anything, you think that that, that world will probably, um, yeah, I guess be strong back stronger than ever. I guess really. So hopefully, right, you can just crack on and um, with where you left off. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Have you um you have you be, you done UK tours before? Right? Was it just the just the one? One we just did the yeah we just did the one time over there. How how was it? What was the what was the highlights of highlights of that? It was uh, cool, man. Think... We we did Bristol. We did the booze cruise in Bristol. Nice. Yeah, we ended. We did a few shows uh, with the Bomb Pops or on Fat oh, Records. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been friends with them, and Hunter was actually living with the bass player Neil for a while um, right. in L.A. So. Yeah, it's funny how you just kind of get connected with people, and then you're like, you know, and so all those shows were packed and fun, and yeah, um, they've got pretty pretty decent following over here now. Those guys, haven't they? Were they at Slam Dunk last year, Chris? I'm yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, they're on. Yeah. They're on Fat Mike's stage, weren't they? Yeah, we were excited to, to be there with the with Ariel Salad this last time. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a sh- shame. Obviously, that 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 didn't come through. Okay. Are they? What are they? Pretty similar to you guys, kind of. Melodic kind of punk rock kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, in a way. I think they're a little different, but they're fucking, they're great, man. They're so cool and such great energy, dude. That fucking album's really good. Yeah, I, th- I think I've played with them a couple of times, Nick, like oh, cool. over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. I remember them putting on a good live show. Yeah, good dudes. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where uh, where we're at now from Dodgeball to uh, to these tours. That's That's the story. What's been your What's been your favorite tour over the years? Any Any particular standouts? Um, I think the last tour we did was. Uh, Who was that with? Yeah, what the hell did we just do? What in December? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I was thinking about this. I guess last year when we went to Europe was probably my favorite tour we did. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. At this point, man, I don't I don't know what day it is, what year it Have is. Have you? Uh, yeah, I mean, did you do? Did you go uh, across a bit of Europe? Did you? Just yeah. yeah, yeah, we did a we did a month. I think we did twenty four shows in thirty days. Uh, and is that? Are you, I mean, have you had you done much kind of? I guess tra- traveling before then, whether it be in or outside of music, or was that kind of your um, I had, first? I had traveled to Spain um, just for fun, um, like a year previous. Um, but um, we, we, we we just toured the U.S. a bunch. Then Hunters. Um, Hunter toured a lot with the Dwarves, and he was in um, culture abuse for a hot minute, and did a tour out there with them. I, uh, dude, I, I think I, I've went on one vacation in the last ten years. I've always just toured since I was eighteen, so uh, <laughs> I'm very lucky that I can do that. And I've just been, yeah. Like last year, I was in Europe four or five times, doing it with with each of these bands, like Culture Abuse, Dwarves, Criminal. It was just fucking crazy. Pretty awesome way to see the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Totally. Is it? Is there anywhere anywhere on the list you haven't been that you you would you would love to get to? 
Uh, we like to do a lot. I really want to go to. I want to go tour Australia. It'd be fun. I want to tour like Japan. Yeah, Japan's supposed to be like mad. We've had quite a lot of guests on on haven't we, Chris. That have, yeah. like when we have the conversation, like you know, their best, best, best places to tour. Like Japan is always. It's, in, it's in a the popular mix. answer, particularly. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've interviewed yeah. a lot of guys from early two thousands pop punk bands, particularly for them. Oh, really? So it's a bit big, big appetite, or certainly was a big appetite for it out there. But Australia's got a pretty big scene as well, though, isn't it? Right. Australia's great, man. So fun. Yeah, I have no idea what our audience would be like in Japan, but uh, hopefully the promotion would be well. We're, we're going to try and do it all. Yeah. Well, so so let's jump forward a bit to 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 Bliss. Um, was that is that on? Um, did that come out via Wiretap, or if I got mixed up? With yeah, yeah, here. Wiretap. Uh, yeah, wiretap in, in bearded punk out in Belgium. And bearded punk, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. How how did uh, what's the fact? It's Rob, isn't it, with wiretap? I think. Yeah, yeah. Was... Had, had you known him for a while, or had, like how did that come about? Um, we had known of wiretap. Um, they kind of gained a name um, with um, Spanish love song success. Um, and then I guess Rob yep. just like liked our band, but was kind of like had a secret crush on us and then and then it came out about it and he was talking about us and, and so we, we wanted to find a label to help put out the record and you know Rob was 100% into it so we talked on the phone and, and there you go yeah he's got quite a good roster there now I'm just I'm just looking at his website seeing who else he's got yeah he's got a few of bands we know over our way like weather state i think the burnt tapes are on that as well i don't i don't know how yeah, burnt guys tapes, know yeah. some of the other bands yeah but tapes then, uh, great guys yeah i don't i've never met them but they, uh, they hit us up before all this stuff happened and they said they were going to come come out to the shows or, or try and get on some oh, of the shows yeah. out there i think um yeah they're good tunes though and um yeah hopefully hook up with them at some point you know man and and having having um Somebody like Bjorn out in in Belgium, you know, bearded punk is like super helpful right. too. We're going we're going to Europe, yeah. They're helping out with our. Uh, we're about to do a second pressing of um, Bliss, right? Through bearded punk, and then this record label out of the barrier called Sell the Heart because we're just about sold out of that first one. I think we are sold out. We're, we're sold out of the first pressing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, cool. I, I guess it's just good to build up build up these these contacts in different countries and just kind of keep pushing, pushing hard, I guess, really, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Keep it rolling, man. So, so you say, so you say you're just going to kind of keep writing at the moment and see what comes out. Have you got plans to like, just tie all that up and stick it on a record or are you just going to kind of, well, I mean, what, at what point uh, do you um, say, right, this is, this is good. This is going to be the finished product and this is what we're going to put I out. I kind of think with like, with the virus going on and everything, it's kind of like, it's kind of a nice opportunity to where it's like if we had gone on these tours, I probably would have gotten back from tour and be like, okay, I got to solidify some songs and let's try to get a new record going. But because of the virus and the uncertainty of when we're going to play shows again, it's more yeah. of like mentally, it's kind of nice to like take a step back. But oh, like, let me just like chill or not just like chill, but you know, like don't stress on when I'm going to put out another record. Don't stress mm. on, on like, you know, because you know, you know, with the, with the size of our band, like we wanted to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. But you know, with this going on, it's kind of a reminder to maybe check in with, you know, work, you know, work on more things internally and 
slow down and be okay with slowing down a little bit. Yeah. So, do you see material changing at all? Do you think, like, I guess, I guess that's for, I guess, what wider artists as well. Do you think, kind of, the way what and how people are writing it will change during this time? Or? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Hunter and I are fortunate enough to, because we are brothers and because we do live together, um, we can still jam. Like, you know, we have a drum set yeah. set up in the garage with my amp and a PA and stuff, so. We always have that element. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think I, our stuff is changing already. Um, even the new songs we have done. Um, I don't know. I don't think we, I kind of feel like we pushed with bliss to kind of like what we want to do with that, you know, style. And, you know, I think as, you know, with songwriting, you always want to push and do something different. And what you do next is always your favorite thing. And, you know, I think I think you just got to keep moving forward, and it's gonna it's gonna change drastically. I feel like so. Yeah, but I suppose and you know, I, like as you say, you're still you know you've sold out Bliss and need to do more distribution of that. So ride still riding a little bit of that wave, right as well. Right. Well, I think it'll be good because um, you know I mean it's kind of scary to say this, but like you know if we're not gonna play shows for like a couple of years, like that's just like a couple of years of like Bliss like push, you know. And then when we're able to play again and everything, we'll, you know, put out a new record. And we have like four songs finished. So right, okay. basically, at any point, we could kind of decide whether or not we could put it out or just put one song out or do anything like that. And that's kind of cool too, just to have in our back pocket, you know. Nice. So you um, obviously you talk, you, you know, you talk about having a bit of downtime and actually just enjoying that a little bit at the moment. Like when you're obviously you tour you know as much as you can do i mean how do you do you do you tour hard do you like go hard and party hard as well when you when you when you're out on the road uh i think it's a little hard uh it's a little hard not to yeah um i think it's one of those things for me where it's like um once i get on a roll especially if it would have been with the aerial salad guys it would have been a little hard because it would have been like right. um well like seven or eight of us in a van um, same with like the Red City Radio tour. We were we were gonna share a van with Dead Bars. Dead Bars is you know yeah notorious party party dudes right. and and shit. So like you know like we we, we love having fun dude, and like fucking around and yeah. doing all that stuff. But it's like yeah, I mean I it's it's fun to like take da- take days off and you know and whatever. I think I think it's really hard on your body and really hard on my voice especially to like play 20 shows in a row and drink every day you know yeah red city radio got a bit of a rep as well haven't they for being a pretty oh yeah yeah we became friends with ryan and garrett and uh yeah (laughs) just like i don't know i think we stayed at garrett's house and he's just like oh i don't drink beer anymore it's like just strictly drinks tequila (laughs) yeah got got nice and lit up with him what's what's cool too about this band is that we kind of know how to get our shit straight too, like on the road, you know, like we, mm. all of us in the band mm. have taken sober stints at one point. And so right. we've been on tour sober. We've been on tour, tour fucked up and, and partying. <laughs> and it's like, we can kind of put the brakes on when we need to. And I think that's really yeah. important. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that self control. A lot of people don't have like, don't really get in each other's faces about it. And like, we're all very, mm. we're all brothers and shit. So we're very like, Hey man, chill out kind of thing or like 
you know, we all kind of put limits on ourselves. And that's, I think that's a lot. That's, it's been helpful as, as far as I've seen in the last couple of years of touring. Yeah. I also think like it's, um, like after a while, like we've been doing this for a long, you know, a, a while and like, like you don't want to suck. Like we're not, we're not, we're not risking things, you know, sacrificing things in our lives to go out there and suck live, you know? So, yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, if one of us is a little drunk one night, like we're not, um, passive about, being like, yo, stop fucking you, up. Like, you were shit that. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you, <laughs> yeah. That, that was yeah. bullshit. You know, or like one of us will get really embarrassed if like they fucked up a show the night before and just like, and they'll come back the next day playing 10 times harder, you know? Yeah. Do you think, I, I guess having like family, like, a, you know, family in the band kind of makes, makes a bit of difference. I, I think, uh, I guess from a, well, I suppose like, you know, you grow up, don't you? And you're kind of influenced by your siblings and stuff and music and like, Makes sense. You see, all the lot of lot of bands that have siblings in the band. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of um, yeah. Like, there's not the fear of keeping each other in check. Like Hunter and I are very honest with each other, and like you know. So I think you know you're not afraid to go at your brother about something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So you we, know your boundaries and limits, kind of, and each other's boundaries and limits as well. I guess really, right? right. Well, it's kind of like I, you know. I know for myself, like if it's something, if something's going on with Brian and Jesse, I can kind of, you know, I can like let things slide a little bit more and like maybe be more patient. But like, because it's my brother, you know, it's like, I'm like, yo, this is bothering me. What the fuck's up with you? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, there's no, there's no boundary there. It's just sort of like, you know, you let each other have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's healthy to have that for sure. Yeah. I was in a band with you, Chris, back in the day with you and your brother, weren't you? It was all there. Uh, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a few, few fallouts from time to time, but it was plain sailing most, most of the time. Yeah, we made it work for the most part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What, what was that band called? Oh, that, that's... He hates the name of the, the band. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you'll, you, you'll understand this, guys, but the band was called First Time, and like it was like one of those names when people say, oh, what you're called, like you had to kind of justify it every time. Right. It's just... It was a bit of a, a name that we always hated, but yeah. You say you kind of reshaped, reformed the band, but just kept the name. Like, yeah. Do, it's just because you love the name, or has it got like more, more meaning, meaning to I, it than that? I think we just we were kind of lazy. Could be about asked to come up a new one. Yeah, it was tra- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of tough to, to come up with a new name, and I don't know. I I, I don't I don't dislike the name at all. I just you I know I was like it just reminds me of being a kid. You know, and and I just like right. I wrote it on my desk in class. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, that's cool. And then showed my friends, you know, at lunchtime. I was like, guys, this is, I I wrote this and I thought this was cool. And it's just kind of funny how it's like twelve years later and I've just held on to this band name. Right. Well, it's just kind of like you know, I mean, <laughs> you, you start your band out and you're like, oh, what's it called? Oh, decent criminal. Like, oh, okay, right on. But now, like you know, people know your band and shit, like. Like, oh, what band are you in? Oh, I'm a decent criminal. Oh, sick. You know, like, it, like the band name yeah. doesn't really matter. It's like, you know, I, like, you hear like interviews like Smashing Pumpkins, like hate their band name. But like, you know, when they're yeah, fucking making badass up. music, you're like, oh, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. It has a whole new meaning yeah, to the exactly. name. <laughs> what, what are you guys listening to at the minute? Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I've been listening to. Uh, I re- I recently read the Replacements book, so I've just been oh, yeah. going through all their albums and, and listening to them all the way through. And 
That fucking Tim record has got to be my one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah, we've been doing a little Velvet Underground. Um, some, been digging some Simon and Garfunkel lately. Uh, Mixing it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, Radiohead, always, always in my rotation. That Lou Reed cool. Transformer records always, you know, it's a, it's that's a go-to. Nice. What else are you doing to kind of keep yourself? Uh, entertained at the moment. You watching? Um, I just watched. I just like split up. There's a Bob Dylan documentary on Netflix. It's like three and a half hours long. Oh, I think like Scorsese (laughs) did it. Yeah, I watched that um while back. Yeah, yeah. I've been digging away at that, and I just finished it the other night. For for a good like week, we were pretty uh, hooked on the hip hop evolution. Oh right, you watched that on Netflix. But uh, got really hooked on that, so that that was pretty good. And then we, you know, watched the Beastie Boys documentary too, and um, just just music stuff to kind of stay inspired. I just been going through all the music um, documentaries and just trying to keep keep that up. And then along with playing music, and then trying to get out and and run, go for a run when you can, and 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 work out and shit just to yeah. Yeah. Not, not feel like a lazy sack of shit you know i'm really struggling with that though like i mean I, i'm working from home now i have the ability to kind of just kind of have a normal working routine um at home like nine to five monday to friday but oh, i just wow. got i've got just no motivation you know usually i'd be out playing kind of football or, or soccer um you know on, on a weeknight and playing squash and but i've just got no fucking motivation to do anything yeah. right now I'm really struggling yeah. with that side of things. I, just drink, I, drinking beer and getting fat, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's like out there for like unemployment, but there's a lot of people here that are like making more money on unemployment than they would if they were working forty right. hour weeks right now. Is it like that, like out there at all? Or uh, it's kind of changed now. There's like a universal credit scheme, um, kind of benefits for the unemployed, but. Um, yeah, we've got quite a lot of austerity in this country <laughs> these days with a with a Tory government. So um, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah, not so ideal for I think those it's, it's almost like people that are working from home and like you know putting in hours probably feel a little bit like drained for no reason, really, because other people are just like chilling, you know. Yeah, although at the same time, I do, I do, I feel quite fortunate just to have kind of have that kind of routine and to be busy and like oh right right yeah yeah but yeah I'm, i have the same fortune as well um, i don't know i guess you kind of get in a routine with like what i'm doing anyways i kind of just get up in the morning i go on like a five to like seven mile walk i'll go uh you know come home make some lunch do a little workout play music for a little while maybe watch something later and yeah it's pretty chill it's actually been pretty nice here. It's like we've had a good deal of like hot days here, like mid eighties, and uh, so just like getting some sun, you know, with family too. So we've had days where we'll play like croquet and make cocktails and just like fuck around. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty tight. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess we'll just let you go on and enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your croquet in the garden. Yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. uh I was gonna say that uh, we released a video for that song "Bleached" on on the Bliss record. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. No, no, but we'll, we'll definitely check it Try out. Try to give it a little push, but, but yeah, but check, check it out when you, yeah, if, yeah, for sure when we'll, you can, and uh, just just want to put that out there for everybody. 
yeah of course cool. we'll, we'll link that in the show notes for sure cool awesome man um cool. but yeah like massive massive thanks to you both for doing this um always hugely appreciate yeah thanks for having us it's a shame that we didn't do this in person as planned but but this has still been cool hopefully in a in a couple years here we'll be able to have a beer together and have another chat yeah yeah fuck yeah yeah right nice one boys yeah man take care of yourself take care thank you for listening if you liked what you heard we'd love it if you could subscribe to us uh wherever you get your podcast whether that's itunes or spotify or stitcher or any anywhere like that um also check us out on social media if you, if you just search for wasting time podcast on instagram or twitter or facebook give us a like or a follow on any of those and also we love hearing from listeners as well so um, feel free anytime to drop us an email at the wasting time podcast at gmail.com or obviously you can message us on social media as well but um yeah we'll catch you next time We'll see.